Happy New Year, everyone, and thanks for joining us today. I've got a brand new season of Thrive for you this year, and I am incredibly excited to announce that the new official sponsor of the podcast is Accessibility. They are on a mission to make the web inclusive for all. And to that end, my very first guest of the year is Joshua Basil, the community relations manager for Accessibility, who is going to share his story with us. So wait for that. You're going to be really excited about that. And we're going to talk about why accessibility is really an opportunity for agencies. So welcome, my friend. It is so good to see you again. Kelly, happy new year. So, Josh, when I first heard about you and how you've made accessibility pretty much your life's work, I was inspired and I was also kind of humbled by all that I was taking for granted as a user of the internet. So, will you do us a favor and you know share your story and kind of just the journey that you've been on? Absolutely. And so my story started when I was really 18 years old. My life kind of was flipped upside down. I was on a family vacation at the beach. I was a, an active college athlete and I ended up going in the ocean and a wave picked me up, threw me over my boogie board and uh, slammed me on my head. On that day, I shattered my neck and became a C4-5 quadriplegic and I was paralyzed below my shoulders. And you were um, what, a freshman in college at that point? Yep. I just finished my freshman year and it was that summer going into the sophomore year. And um, after I broke my neck, I ended up going to a local trauma center um, to help stabilize my neck and keep me alive. And for the first five weeks, I was on a ventilator. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was unable to breathe on my own. And my only way to communicate was by blinking. So I'd blink um, once for yes, twice for no. And that was the way I communicated for five weeks. And when I regained my voice after being weaned off the ventilator, um, I decided to make sure that every word from that moment on counted. So mm-hmm. I guess that day is when I became an advocate for life. Mm, I love that story. I got chills. <laughs> I do every time. <laughs> um, so, you know, I would imagine, well, actually, let's talk about how that kind of led you to becoming involved with and um, a community relations manager for Accessibility. Yeah, so... After, after my injury and after kind of regaining my voice, I wanted to strengthen my voice. And I ended up going back to school. I went to community college, uh, and then I went to undergrad at University of Maryland, graduated as a communication major, mm. and then I wanted to bring it to the next level. So I ended up going to law school. And I ended up graduating magna cum laude from law school, you know, at the top of my class without ever flipping a page with my hands. <laughs> it's a testament to technology. And allowing your ability to be able to access the world through technology. It was, um, it was a game changer and it got better and better with time since, you know, since 2004, when I was first injured. So I would imagine that most people, when they think about um, web accessibility or technology accessibility, they think about people who are blind, right? I think that's kind of like the default. Um, but when we think about, technology and, and web in, in particular, being inclusive for all, what other kinds of disabilities are we talking about here? Absolutely. And there's there's so many different disabilities, abilities, however you want to name it. It's we we have you know persons that are blind, we have persons with limited vision, we have people with paralysis, motor disabilities, we have people with cognitive disabilities that are 
have learning disabilities, processing disabilities. We have people with ep epilepsy that, you know, if they see something that's flashing, it can trigger an epileptic event. Mm -hmm. We have so many different types of abilities in, in this world. And it's a matter of understanding that, you know, we're, we want to be welcoming to all. It's not just, you know, one population that we want to be able to serve with businesses or with information, products, and services. There's so many people that we want to welcome into our doors, welcome into our websites and say, well, you know what, we've got an important product or service to be able to provide for you. Yeah. And so like being, being within the disability community and being a, you know, a community leader within the disability world, I, I live outside the Washington DC area. So I'm, I'm on Capitol Hill very, a lot and I love it. And, you know, the fact is, is that we, as disability rights advocates, there's so many different communities or organizations that fight on Capitol Hill every day to make sure that their voices and their communities are heard and being able to have representation and opportunities to be able to be included in the world. Yeah. So it's, um, there's a lot to the disability community that people just, you know, they think maybe one or two different disability groups because that's all they know right. of those disabilities. But it's, it's, a, it's a very diverse group. Yeah. I was actually kind of struck by the idea that I know so many people with like ADHD, for example, and, you know, including that on the list of like, you know, creating websites for people with disabilities. I didn't even think of ADHD as a disability from that context. Right. But it makes all the sense in the world that if you could change the way that a screen looks or how something functions or, you know, it slows down or whatever the case may be. Um, yeah, it, it just, it, it, it was one of those things, one of those moments where I was like, oh, wow, like there's so much that I take for granted and that I didn't actually consider. So it just, it was like a moment of awareness for me, for sure. So with all of the different abilities that exist out there, if you can provide kind of customized options for them on how to absorb content or how to navigate a website, you're giving them like a power to mm. be able to experience it better. And that's, that's what I love about technology and Everything that's out there today, it's just, it's it's getting better and better with time to be able to give more choice, more power in how to experience something. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm kind of a triple threat in the disability world. <laughs> Before my, my paralysis, since the second grade, I've been diagnosed with a, a reading disability and ADHD. Mm. So, and now I'm paralyzed. And it's like being able to, you know, be able to keep my attention is one thing on a website and being able to have the ability to like choose a, the ability to do that is, is fantastic. But I also use screen reader technology to read right. from me you on know, websites. And, but then I also use an on-screen keyboard to be able to navigate a website. So there's all these different things that I use and there's, you know, it's, it's very interesting. A lot of people don't know how persons with disabilities navigate and experience websites. Mm -hmm. So to drill down actually into your personal experience with that, when you navigate a website um, or have navigated a website in the past that is not accessible or not necessarily built with you in mind or built with inclusivity in mind, what does it actually like, give me some examples of like, what does it actually prevent you from doing? So then the navigation is a big part. Being able to, to be able to get, explore the website is, is important. So like, when someone builds a website, they want people to be able to click buttons or do drop downs or things of that nature. If I can't, 
you know, scroll through a site properly, I'm not able to like hit that drop down menu to see, you know, what their products are, their services, their contact us. I won't be able to get to that point if it's not, you know, made accessible or if it's not built out the right way. Or let's say there's a form that I need to fill out my personal information or my credit card. If that's not done correctly with my unique, you know, I use Dragon Naturally Speaking, I use an on screen keyboard. Um, so I use voice dictation to type with my voice. Mm-hmm. And if a form is not built out properly, I can't type into that form. Um, there's So there's a lot of different things where like, I wanted to go buy a pair of shoes. Uh, I was able to get, find the shoe I wanted, but during checkout, I couldn't put my payment information in. And, the, and then I had to wait for a family member or caregiver to come by to help me, which luckily I have you know, incredible support system. Right. A lot of people with disabilities don't right. have that. So it's like, what is the experience you want to create to be able to kind of welcome people to be able to have that good experience and want to come back again and again? Right, right. And so this is interesting because it kind of lends itself to what we're really talking about is the value of consumers with abilities or disabilities, however you want to say it. Every fifth person who enters your website, right, or your client's website, if you're an agency, has some form of disability. We know this, right? Statistically, we know this. And what was um, kind of astounding to me was that the, like, the disabilities community as a whole represents a whopping $490 billion in disposable income. So can you talk a little bit about that from like the loyalty perspective of the community? So, yeah, in studies have been done um, that have shown that the disability community is the most brand loyal community. Mm -hmm. You know, when we're taken care of, when we're recognized, when we're welcomed into the doors at any business, we come back as repeat customers because unfortunately, a lot of the world isn't accessible. Mm -hmm. So when we find something that is accessible, that works, we not only come back, we also are, are natural mentors. We recommend it to our friends, our families. We advocate for it. But like, if we're treated right, it's just like, we've got your back. You know, if yeah. you have our back, we got your back. Yeah. And it's, it's in the, the amount of money that the disability community has to spend. Like, we, we want to spend our dollars. And when we do, we want to spend it on people that know that they care. Do you know offhand how many websites, like let's say in the U.S. alone, or like companies that are based in the U.S., how many websites are actually accessible at this point? So right now we're probably looking at around seven million websites. Wow! And, um, but we want we want to keep growing that. We yeah. Want, we want there to be more and more because the more websites that are accessible, the more doors are open, the more opportunities are open to improve the quality of life. Uh, of people with disabilities. So like, I'm, I'm excited for that number to keep growing and growing and growing. And it's an opportunity right now for businesses to recognize that diversity, equity, inclusion is a really important subject that businesses are really diving into right now. They want to do better because they know they can do better. Mm-hmm. So this is an opportunity right now for, for businesses on their websites to make sure that web accessibility is a must yeah. um, that they integrate because it's, it's not, you know, you're going to eventually do it. So why not, why not do it now? Yeah. Uh, the other thing that that kind of brings up for me, which, which, you know, I just want to put a pin in this for a second, because you're talking about DEI, right? So 
yes, there's been so much. And obviously we'll talk about consciousness leaders at some point, but um, there's been so much focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion. I mean, for probably, I don't know, a couple of decades for sure, but really concentrated and accelerated in the last two years for obvious reasons, right? But I think the conversation about DEI doesn't always extend to accessibility, right? So it's almost like we have to add an A to, to the, the acronym. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fascinating that most agencies, they're focusing on diversity, equity, and inclusion in terms of culture or um, talent that they bring in or you know, from a recruitment standpoint maybe even the clients that they serve or the types of businesses, right? So that they've got like a diverse roster of clients, whatever the case may be. They're focusing on it from an internal perspective, but they're not thinking about the accessibility aspect of their own website or the client's websites that they're building. So it's just an important point. And it is important. And as you build out those websites, you're bringing it into the DNA of your business, the DNA of your your website you're you're kind of spreading it out so that it all it touches all the right areas and it's you know your website in so many ways and so much is your branding it's your ability to share with the world who you are as a business what you believe yeah what you believe in Mm -hmm. who you want to serve who you want to welcome into you know your your business family and you know having making sure that your website's accessible or has accessibility components built in to create more customization. You're you're really just you're you're sending a really powerful message, and then also it's just you're you're tapping into you know billions of new customers that you're saying, I see you, I I feel you, I'm I want you to be a part of our business journey, mm-hmm. and that's just mm-hmm. so important. Yeah, I love that. So some of the takeaways that I'm hearing from this conversation are like that an agency shouldn't necessarily focus on accessibility for compliance. Like it's important, but it's not, it's not the be all end all. Right. Um, In fact, I would probably say it's almost like the least important thing. So it's not just the compliance. It's like, it's the right thing to do in the world as much as it is the right thing to do from a business perspective, from a revenue generating perspective. Right. Can you talk a little bit about that? It's the right thing to do because you're, you want to treat your customers right. You, you don't want customers to have bad experiences. Right. And, and you also want to be smart at business. Opening your doors to more people allows for more revenue. It, it allows for, you know, to be able to focus on the right conversations and, and rather than having conversations about people having bad experiences. So it's just, it's smart business to bring accessibility into, into your model. Um, so it's a, uh, I fullheartedly support businesses that, that, that do something about it. And, and so does billions of people around the world that are waiting to have the opportunity to experience your website in, in, in a more uh, accessible way. Yeah. So it's, um, we're talking about billions of people around the world. And then we're talking about billions of spending uh, power and dollars with people that are very brand loyal. It's just, it's, it's smart business. Yeah, absolutely. So as we start to wrap up, Josh, um, what is like the one, you know, as, as a, an advocate and someone who's like incredibly passionate and doing so much good work in the world for, you know, people with various abilities, what is the one thing that you would leave our audience with? If you had like one little nugget of, of gold for us, um, just to kind of end the episode. <laughs> 
um, just we're we're on this journey together. And it's, you know, I'm I'm a big believer. So I'm in Capitol Hill and I advocate for so many different things. And when I wheel down the street, you know, I might turn a few heads. But if I wheel down the street with friends, with family, with other persons with disabilities, I'm gonna be turning a lot more heads. So we're on a we're on this journey together. And if we can do it together, we're gonna make a bigger impact together. And it's, you know, disability is not something that, you know, we can run away from. It's not a matter of if, but when. At some point, disability catches up to all of us, whether it's personally, to a friend, a family member. Mm-hmm. You know, we, there's so many people who are, we're, we're part of this world together. So it's like, let's, let's do something about it. Let's do something about it now. And for all the agencies in the world, it's just, you have um, a special opportunity right now to like really make a decision for moving forward in a really beautiful way. And I can't wait to be going to many more websites that are accessible or being included and welcomed in businesses all across the country and all across the world. So just, I just want to thank everybody that takes a, a step forward, uh, hand in hand that we do this together. Really, really beautifully said. Thank you so much, Josh. Um, and I just want to have uh, the moment to say a quick note about the fact that you are actually available for speaking engagements and things like that, um, and that you are newly represented by my other company, Consciousness Leaders. So anyone who's interested in bringing Josh in to speak, please like feel free to reach out to me. And, you know, I'm happy to collect, connect you directly for your organization. I'm really, really excited to have him in the collective. So, Josh, thank you so much. Um, this was an incredible start to the new year, and I couldn't be more happy that it was you who, who helped me kick it off. So thank you so much. Thank you, Kelly. It's been a pleasure being here today. And these are just such important conversations to have and to continue to have. I agree. And I really, really appreciate you. Thanks, Kelly.